Welcome to Finding Pelvic Sanity. If you're struggling with pelvic pain, pelvic floor dysfunction, or pregnancy and postpartum issues, you're in the right place. These issues are common, but not something that you have to live with. We've seen the most complex patients from all over the world at Pelvic Sanity in Southern California. You might be feeling frustrated, embarrassed, or dismissed by the medical community, often for years. We know just how tough that can be, and we want to help you find Pelvic Sanity again. We're Jesse and Dr. Nicole Kozine. Together we run Pelvic Sanity Physical Therapy, wrote the IC Solution, and Nicole has trained thousands of pelvic PTs to provide better care. We want this podcast to provide hope and get you on the path to healing. Thousands of people with pelvic health issues find relief and live healthy, happy, and pain-free lives. And so can you. Let's get started. Hey, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Finding Pelvic Sanity podcast with Jesse and Dr. Nicole Cozine. Hey, Nicole. Hello. Talking today about what the first visit at a pelvic floor physical therapist should look like. And I know that this is an area that can be a little intimidating, a little bit scary, a little apprehension about that because it is a new experience and I think it holds a lot of people back, frankly, from getting treatment. So we wanted to give you an idea of what it's actually going to look like, walk you through what that first appointment should be. So Nicole, just big, broad scopes, you really feel like everybody should feel comfortable Everybody should really be made to feel really comfortable. You shouldn't feel rushed. You should definitely have time to sit with your provider before the exam starts. That's the sort of gold standard. You shouldn't be confused at all during your sessions. You should certainly understand what's going to happen and what's going to go on. And overall, we just want you to feel really good about your decision to come in. You know, I know that people's journeys are different and a lot of times, Y'all have to go through so many different practitioners to finally get somebody to say, hey, you should probably try pelvic floor physical therapy. Or maybe you've just been in a ton of different offices, poked and prodded and all kinds of things, all to find everything quote unquote normal. And you don't really understand how a pelvic floor physical therapist is going to be any different than any of those folks. And I can assure you that we are trained in doing an assessment of those pelvic floor muscles that is really different from any exam that you've ever gone through. Most physicians have not been trained in how to assess the pelvic floor. And so we really get to dive into the potential why behind all of your symptoms from the muscles, nerves, ligaments, bones to your in your pelvis, and also how those things connect to the whole rest of your body and your nervous system. So it can be a really exciting time if you can get out of that fear-based process that might be limiting you in the first place. And hopefully is a lot different than a standard physician appointment. You're going to be spending a lot longer. You heard us talk about that in the podcast on how to find a pelvic PT. You should be getting a full hour in length so you don't feel rushed. It won't be that very medicalized area, generally speaking, or that's something you can look for. And hopefully, as you're looking at this, you're finding a specialty clinic. We talked about why that was so important a few episodes ago and how to pick your pelvic PT. So assuming that you are, hoping that you are, first thing, Nicole, is that you're going to be given, usually now these days electronically, some intake paperwork that you're going to be asked to fill out usually before your initial evaluation. Yeah. And I know this, this can seem 
really kind of annoying sometimes. And I know that it's probably things that you have done before at other clinics and other medical providers, but it really is an important thing for us to be able to look and see what the history of your symptoms are, what your whole medical history is. And also it's a trip down an education lane as well in the functions of the pelvic floor. So we are going to be asking you things about your bowel health, your bladder health, your sexual health, and your orthopedic history as well. The reason why we do this is because there's four major functions of the pelvic floor, peeing, pooping, sexual activity, and how it connects with your core and low back and spine. And so even if you don't have symptoms of any of these things, or you haven't been diagnosed with, let's say, a bowel condition, and you're coming in for a bladder condition to your pelvic health PT, we're still going to ask you questions about all of that because the vast majority of patients have issues in multiple different areas, and then you guys don't even realize that those are other aspects that are contributing to your pelvic health symptoms. So just to give you one quick example, a lot of times someone will come in with a primary complaint of urinary urgency frequency, maybe some incontinence, which is both bladder conditions. And we come to find out on the intake paperwork that you have bouts of constipation quite frequently, that maybe you have some GI bloating every once in a while. If you're female, we ask about your menstrual history and obstetric history. So if you've had a baby, we ask about that. And we'll find some pretty significant findings there, even if you don't have that as your primary complaint. In a study, we actually did this at Pelvic Sanity with people who are coming in for different things for like Nicole was talking about urinary issues, pain, anything like that. 69% of those folks were also dealing with constipation, and many of them didn't realize that it was related at all. So that's the reason for this. One of the things, just as somebody who has worked in a office, do your intake paperwork, please. I would say at Public Sanity, it's probably about 90, 95% now. We will call you the day before and bug you if you have not filled it out because it matters. Your PT wants to be able to have gone through that And it's going to make your session significantly faster and more streamlined if they've been able to review your case before coming in, as opposed to almost giving them a pop quiz and doing it cold. So I know life is hectic. I know sometimes these things are frustrating, but they are really important. And if you're going to be a patient, make sure that you do this. I think the other thing, Nicole, that you always say is we talk about there's no such thing as TMI or too much information in the public health field. If you're wondering if something is related, even if you think it's probably not, Put it on your intake form. I know. We actually, it's a, kind of a little running joke of pelvic sanity. It's so often we joke a little bit about you guys very much lovingly, but it's you guys always come in with like, I'm not sure if this is related, but, and we're super stoked to hear stuff like that because by the way, it usually is related. And if it's not, we'll tell you, but here's the deal. It a lot of times it is. And so there is no such thing as TMI. And I know it might feel a little bit uncomfortable to put out all your sexual health questions and and issues there on that page. But it is part of the entire picture. And we do need to know about it to give you that optimal care. So you've done your paperwork. Hopefully you're coming in for your first appointment. We're hoping that it's at least an hour long, all hands-on with the physical therapist. That's what we talked about again and what you should be looking for. So Nicole, first question everybody always asks, and we get this a ton at the front desk, what do I wear? 
you know, you can wear whatever the heck it is you want to wear. We just want you to feel really comfortable. So you come dressed however that is for you. Most of our patients wear some sort of comfy jogger or workout type clothes. The reality is, is that in a pelvic health physical therapy visit, you will be disrobing at some point. And so it doesn't really matter what you're wearing. At Pelvic Sanity, we happen to use patient gowns to make sure that you are covered most of the time. And so we will have you strip out of your clothes anyways. And so it doesn't really matter. But we do want you to be super comfortable. And there are times when we want you to like walk and we want to see what your posture is like. And so if the clothes can be, you know, like that jeans, that would be helpful. athletic if possible, comfortable, whatever that is. So you're going to be taken back to a, hopefully a private treatment room. And then, Nicole, you guys start going through the paperwork. You, you sit down and actually talk through it, right? Yeah. One of the first things I usually say is like, hey, I've gotten a chance to go over your paperwork. Thanks so much for filling it out. But you've seen this doctor and that doctor. Sounds like you've been through the ringer. Like, let me know in your own words sort of what brings you in today. And, and honestly, like, why did you seek care now? There's usually a reason why y'all have decided to like finally get this under control. And we like to hear that and kind of know where we're starting from and sort of the your journey up until now. Now, for some folks, that can be a really long laundry list of things, and that can be super helpful for us to know. And we can help guide you with the most relevant things first. And it's always helpful to have like a timeline pre-written out, but you don't have to of where you've gone and what doctors have said what and all that kind of stuff. And I think this is where, Nicole, you're going to be kind of putting the pieces together. So you're asking for, I mean, this is basically the box of the puzzle, right? Is you want to be able to see all of their bowel issues, bladder issues, ortho, gynecological history, sexual history, what else? What else is on that list? Things like, have you fallen on your tailbone as a kid? We're going back to some childhood stuff sometimes, like peeing habits, pooping habits. We're talking about nutrition. We're talking about what you're putting in your mouth, what's coming out. We're talking about all kinds of stuff. and Surgeries, so, C-sections, surgeries. episiotomies, uh, even appendicitis. I didn't realize before, obviously, at the clinic, like an appendicitis, appendix surgery. What yeah, is this? An appen- uh, yeah, appendectomy. Appendectomy. <laughs> I knew that word was or out there. Or gallbladder surgery. You know, a lot of times people don't realize that, that surgeries that they don't think are related, even some cosmetic surgeries like tummy tucks and breast implants and stuff like that can have a really significant impact on how your abdominal pelvic system is working and how your breathing system is working, back surgeries, honestly, anything that has happened to you, we want to know. We put together a pretty detailed plan in our mind, at least, about what your pelvic health history has been like. And and we're constantly looking at things that like, ooh, could that be related? I'm not sure. Do I care about that? I don't know. It's kind of like we're putting all of these the pieces of information and then sort of as we're going through the evaluation, we're deciding how relevant we think those things are as we're unveiling what's going on with your body. So you've gone through the intake paperwork and now, Nicole, it's time for a little education. You're going to talk through a little bit about what's going on, how everything works, right? Yeah. And all of that stuff is done with your clothes on. So it's just you, me talking about all the things. And then we, based on that, decide together what how to move forward next. At Pelvic Sanity, we do prioritize doing an internal evaluation pretty early on in the plan of care, if possible, that first day, if everyone's comfortable with that. 
But one of the biggest things we do next is then educate you on what the pelvic floor is, what it does, how it could potentially and theoretically be related to your symptoms based on what you've just told me with your history. And then we can kind of come up with a game plan of what we're going to look for and why. And so we should be explaining to you what the pelvic floor is, what it does, and then also what we're going to do and what the internal exam is going to entail. All of that is done so that you feel really comfortable on how we're going to proceed with the actual examination part of the visit. And I think it should go without saying, but we should need to say this, is that you won't have to do an internal exam. You will, If you want to, you will consent to it. It will be something you understand. And if that's something that's holding you back from going to physical therapy, because that sounds scary or intimidating, then it doesn't have to be done on day one. It doesn't have to be done ever. There have been patients at Pelvic Sanity where that doesn't happen for the first three months ever. Um, But we're talking about, if you're talking about the gold standard, what gets you the most information, the most helpful stuff, it is that internal exam. But don't let that be something that prevents you from coming into a pelvic floor physical therapy clinic. Yeah. And and this is a great time too. at this point in the first visit. If you are apprehensive, if you are unsure, if you're just straight up a little bit weirded out about what that's going to be like, just tell your therapist that. And we do this every single day. We deal with all different types of people with all different types of histories. And so we can certainly work out whatever is most comfortable for you during that time. It should be a two-way conversation. And even if we proceed in one direction and you change your mind, we can certainly just stop immediately and then change course through that way. But the better the communication is between you and your therapist, the better that exam and the better your evaluation is going to go. So you've talked through all this stuff and now you're talking about what happens next, Nicole. So this is the point where the person would change into a patient gown at Pelvic Sanity, right? At Pelvic Sanity, yeah. The therapist steps out. We usually go wash our hands to prepare. And then you're disrobing from the waist down for sure. Some people keep their shirt on. Some people don't. You put the patient gown on. We have you have it open in the back. And at Pelvic Sandy, we typically start with just overall movement screen, posture. We look and see uh, about your hips and your. we look at your feet and, and all of from basically from head to toe. So if you've ever been to like an orthopedic physical therapist that's looked at your back for anything, it's kind of like that. You just happen to not have any pants on at that time. And so we make sure you're draped and covered as best we can during all of that stuff. But it is helpful for us to see you upright and moving because that's how your pelvic floor is working most of the day. At that and that point, might be a little bit unique to pelvic sanity, I should point out. So if you guys had a different experience with where you've been and you were just on the table the whole time, that is the way that a lot of places do it. That's not what we would consider the gold standard or how we do it at pelvic sanity. So if your exam, if you've been to PT, felt different than this, that's not a surprise. It doesn't mean that they were doing something like god-awful or wrong. Uh, That's just how a lot of people were taught, but it's so important to see people standing upright. So I just didn't want you feeling like if you didn't get this, that that was somehow terrible. But if you never had this stuff evaluated in standing and how you're moving and stuff like that, then clearly your pelvic PT is missing a a big chunk of what's going on. Absolutely. And so then the next thing we do is we have you lay down on the table at Pelvic Sanity. It's real nice with heated plush sort of coverings with real sheets, no paper sheets sticking to your butt. And so then what we'll still do is we'll still do an external evaluation 
of your abdomen, your rib cage, your lower abdomen. If you've had a C-section scar, we're looking at any abdominal scars. If you've had any sort of laparoscopic surgery, we're looking at your belly button and anything around there. And like Jesse said, mentioned before, if you've had an appendectomy or gallbladder surgery or anything like that, we're just looking at how you're breathing. We're doing a hip mobility examination. We're usually looking at your inner thighs all the way up to your pubic bone, because that is where also all of your pelvic floor muscles attach. And so we can get a lot of information from there. We may look down at your feet. We may look at some things along your bony pelvis or your hip bones there. And we're just doing a really thorough external evaluation while you're laying down on the table as well. We might do some core strengthening tests and seeing how well you're coordinating your core muscles. And then we proceed to the internal examination if that's what we've chosen to do. It's usually one gloved finger. We check the right side and the left side. We compare if there's any tenseness or tenderness to touch in those areas. We are looking at the muscles that are towards the front. We're looking muscles deeper into the pelvis that are closer to your tailbone, all with the intent of seeing is it tender to touch because it shouldn't be. Is it reproducing any of your symptoms? And although it doesn't have to, to give us good information, it is sort of a bonus if that does happen. So for instance, we can be on your pelvic floor and muscles, and then also saying, you say to us like, gosh, that really makes me feel like I have to pee. Then it's like, cool. Now we know that that pelvic floor muscle is directly linked to your, for instance, bladder urgency. Um, Again, that doesn't have to happen, but it certainly is a bonus. So we're looking at how your pelvic floor muscles function and how well they relax. The vast majority of people with any sort of pelvic floor condition have muscles in the pelvic floor that are too tense and tight. And so we want to see, is that related to anything that you've also told us in your history? And so, and is that related to any other orthopedic thing that we see going on? So another real quick example is that if you have more tightness or tenderness on the right side of your pelvic floor and We remember that you had a history of a right hip injury, and we notice that when we look at your hip muscles and your mobility, one, your right side is more limited. Now we start to paint the picture of, hey, we have areas to treat. We have things that may be causing that right side of your pelvic floor to be more tight and creating some urgency or inefficiency in the way your pelvic floor is moving or working. Now, if you're a little breathless after hearing that, this is why it's so important to find a great pelvic PT. This shit is complex. like Super complex. My head's spinning just listening to you list off the things, Nicole, that you're evaluating and kind of putting together in your mind. You can see why this is a real challenge for people who are, you know, dabbling in this or who don't do this every day. That was like three different things that you just put together to be like, oh, that's what's actually going on. And if you're not doing that, then you're not getting the whole picture. So, you know, when we talk about this stuff is is not just, oh, come in and do your Kegels. We'll have to do a whole series of episodes about Kegels later. But this is not just like a one size fits all like, oh, cool. Which part is malfunctioning? Yeah, you know, and even though we have an hour for that evaluation, sometimes we are deferring, we're screening some part of your body. And then we're saying, actually, we're going to do a more in-depth evaluation of your spine or your low back next time, because I really want to take a little bit more in-depth look at this hip problem over here, as well as the pelvic floor assessment. So we are doing a ton of stuff. And 
but it should feel very thorough. A lot of patients that come through pelvic sanity, you're saying that's the most thorough exam anybody's ever done on me. And we come away with understanding a lot more about your body and hypothesizing what might be going on. Ultimately, what we're looking for on the evaluation is something in your pelvic floor that can be worked on and contributing to symptoms, something outside your pelvic floor. We usually are assessing some form of nervous system situation. We can go into that in a later podcast and and a little bit of the answer to the question, why now? Why is this becoming more of a problem now? We can find a lot of clues to that answer with your pelvic health history and all of that intake paperwork and the talking portion before we do that exam. But that should be summarized for you at Pelvic Sanity. After we're done with the evaluation, we step out, let you get changed back into your clothes, be all comfy. And then we talk about what we found, what we think is important, and where we're going to start your plan of care and start your treatment. So I hope that gives you guys a pretty good idea of what it is like to come in for your first appointment. If you've been to pelvic PT before, you can kind of weigh the experience you had and see does it match up with kind of the gold standard treatment. If you haven't been, I hope that this really eases some of the apprehension around coming in for that initial evaluation about doing an internal exam, about wondering even just the things about what to wear. Sometimes those little questions just hold us back from going in. And I think that that's something that's really, I'm excited that we're able to do this podcast, Nicole, and have the time to talk about this. You know, you try to put these little tidbits on Instagram about this, what it's like to have an initial evaluation. It's like, man, we need to sit down and talk about this so people can really understand what to expect and what they should be expecting from the place that they visit. Yeah, one of the most frustrating things for me is to do an evaluation and then hear somebody say, oh my gosh, that was the best thing that ever happened. I can't believe I waited this long. Why did no one tell me? And all of that. So if any part of this apprehension has been holding you back, and um, we hope that this podcast is sort of, like Jesse said, eased some of your fears about that and, and helps you to take that next step to make that first appointment. Seriously, do not wait. I can't tell you the number of times we've had people say, man, I wish I'd come earlier. You know what we've never once heard in the history of pelvic sanity of 3,000 plus patients we've helped? Wow, I wish I had waited a couple more years to get professional help. Yeah, I will say this. Nothing gets easier to fix the longer it's there, right? Nothing is easy. It never gets easier the longer something's there. It it only gets more solidified and our bodies are super smart and complex at trying to cover up. Right. If there's a problem, your body will compensate for it and do weird stuff in order to do that, which your PT will eventually have to undo later in the future. So So. please don't wait. (laughs) So don't wait, guys. This has been a really good look at what it's like for that first visit. We'll see you guys on the next episode. And we hope that this has brought you just a little bit of pelvic sanity. Mm -hmm.